0: Hey, this is Pastor Chris Jane, and I want to thank you for listening to the Hope Church Sermon of the Week. For more information, check out our website, brhope.church. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Enjoy. Hey, good morning, everyone. How are you? Kind of missed you this week. Sometimes after Easter, it feels like you know, you're like, that's the end of our fiscal year or something. It's like, you know what I mean? It feels like you start over after Easter. But, boy, I am just so glad we did not get three to five inches of snow. I was very grateful to wake up and just be cold not have to shovel. So that's good. Disappointed that the Tigers, no matter what they do, they find a way to lose. Uh, the other night, anybody see the game the other night? Uh... It was a Friday night. Yeah, they had a 10-3 lead over the White Sox. Gave it all back. Gave it all back plus just enough to lose on a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth. But uh, fortunately, uh, the weather was bad in Chicago yesterday. I think they got the storm like the south of us got the bad weather. So they got a day off playing this afternoon. You never know. Hopefully things will uh, turn around for us. But if you got your Bibles, I'm going to be in Matthew 25 in a minute. You could get there. But, um, oh, thank you, Lord. What a sweet presence this morning, huh? feels good. Love the presence of God. I'm going to read out of uh, The Passion. I'm going to be at the end of Matthew 25. Some of your Bibles might call this section the final judgment. But it's basically where um, Jesus is telling a story about what's going to happen when his father sits on the throne and he begins to divide right and left. So I'm going to pick it up. in, And if you don't have your Bible, we'll put it up for you. Um, starting in verse 34, it says, Then the king will turn to those on his right and say, You have a special place in my father's heart. Come and experience the full inheritance of the kingdom realm that has been destined to you from before the foundation of the world. For when you saw me hungry, you fed me. When you found me thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I had no place to stay, you invited me in. And when I was poorly clothed, you covered me. When I was sick, you tenderly cared for me. And when I was in prison, you visited me. Then the godly will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty and give you food and something to drink? When did we see you with no place to stay and invite you in? When did we see you poorly clothed and cover you? When did we see you sick and tenderly care for you or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Don't you know? When you cared for one of the least important of these, my little ones, my true brothers and sisters, you demonstrated love for me. Pray with me. Father, we love you so much. It's our heart to serve you. It's our heart to follow you. No looking back, whether anybody else comes with us or not. We want to follow you, Father, so help us to reset our our minds and our hearts to the way you think, the way you love. And Father, thank you for making me a Tigers fan so I could learn humility and I could learn to to control anger and I could learn patience. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, So last week I told you guys about the day that I gave my life to the Lord uh, at 23 years old. and it was it was world changing. It was dramatic. It, it it turned things upside down. But I still had no purpose. I didn't like what next. You know, I didn't know. Okay, now what, Lord? I feel like I'm saying that all the time. I feel like all my life, I've been saying, "Okay, Lord, now what? You know, what next?" And uh, that day, he he led me to this to this uh, passage at the end of Matthew 25 and it was like a road map appeared in front of me you know it was like oh my gosh this is this is where I start it gave me a step to follow it it gave me some place to get started right these words jumped out at me says you know when you saw me hungry you fed me so I found uh, we were living in Reed City at the time I found a food pantry that was open Tuesdays and Thursdays they needed help I went down and I talked to them, and they're like, yes, we would love to have you uh, just grab a box. And so I began uh, for like a couple of years to serve in that, uh, in that food pantry, uh, handing out food and sometimes more than food, sometimes prayer, sometimes being able to talk somebody through some pretty tough situations and uh, be able to help, help some people. And it says, you know, I was poorly clothed. You covered me. So I, I went down to Love, Inc., and, and I asked if they needed help. This was when they were first getting started, and they are like, yes, we have this mountain of clothes that have been donated. It, they're just a huge mess. It's everyday stress for us. We just need somebody to, to fold them and organize them. So I would go in for like an hour and just fold clothes. You know what I mean? Just simple, simple thing. And, and I got to watch as people came in who had very little and, uh, Mike, you probably know that feeling. That's sort of your job. Uh, and, the, and they were able to get what they needed, you know. And, and it was awesome. And I, I wasn't doing anything special. It was something I already could do. I could fold clothes. I, I knew trash when I saw it. I could get, you know, I could sort out the good and the bad. And it says, when I was sick, you tenderly cared for me. And so I, I knew I couldn't do much, but I thought, you know, maybe the, vo- the hospital there in Reed City, maybe they need help. And... Because, again, it was like, you know, I was 23. We'd just moved to Michigan, had no job, no prospects, no money, but I had plenty of time. And so I took myself down to the hospital, and I asked, hey, do you, you know, what kind of volunteers are you looking for? Do you need, like, somebody to read to old people or something? I do not know. I didn't know what they wanted. But they're like, well, you know, don't you play um, guitar? Somehow that came up. They invited me to begin to... Play in the lobby of the hospital. Uh, anytime I wanted, I had free reign of the uh, of the entire hospital, and it turned into even having some sort of title, like um, I don't remember what it was the director of music therapy. It meant nothing, but it was like they really like valued what I did there. But what I did there was just set up in the lobby, and sing praise and worship songs at the top of my voice. It was, it was nuts. I mean, sometimes people would like literally storm out. You know what I mean? They'd be mad that I was singing these, uh, these Christian songs. Other people loved it and they would like sing along or they'd thank me, but I would, I would do that and then I would move on down to the extended care. I tried to avoid the emergency room, because, man, you can be in the middle of nothing but the blood, and it gets very bloody all of a sudden in there. So I would try to avoid that area, but um, I would go down to the NICU, or the, you know, where people who, they've been in the hospital for a minute, they're probably going to be here a minute longer. They either know what's wrong, and they've got surgery coming, or they don't know what's wrong, and they're scared. Either way, they're scared, and I would just offer to sing them a song. I'd, sometimes get to pray with them i got to lead some of them to the lord um it was incredible and and then uh i decided to see if if i could help with forgotten man ministries at the jail there in reed city and they were gracious enough to let me start tagging along on friday nights again i would play guitar and sing but then after a while they gave me my own spot in the lineup and and i got to do uh Um, just visit with these guys and do a Bible study and some music and all of a sudden my life was full of purpose. Do you see where I'm going with this? It was like I had nothing. I didn't know what to do next. I wasn't particularly uh, trained or or talented. I just was willing and um, before I knew it my life was chock full of purpose because I was serving other people. I know this is like so simple but I think it's important. Before long, I had to start making decisions about how much good I could do because I got, you know eventually God did provide me with a great job and we I got our own place and, and you know life filled up, and I had to start cutting back on the, on, on the, all the all the good but you know that's a, that was a good spot to be in i wasn 't wondering what my purpose was anymore it was it was helping people and, and it was so rewarding but what about when God when you don't hear God speaking. You know what I mean? What about when it feels so dry, like it does in this room right now with you all staring at me? <laughs> Are you with me? Has anybody felt dry before? Has anybody ever been unsure about what God wanted from them? I mean, has it ever uh, has it ever felt like your relationship with Him is non-existent? I mean, we know in our heads, but I mean, sometimes it feels like there is not there's nothing. There's no relationship. What do you do then? Sometimes it feels like w- walking with God is like, you, if I dump a puzzle out on this table, I take away all the edge pieces and the corners, and I flip it over and then ask you to put it together. Sometimes that's what it feels like. It feels like trying to assemble a puzzle from pieces you can't even see. This is, go- amen. This is gold. I'll help you. I'll, <laughs> I'm just, this is just off the cuff. This isn't even in the notes. This is just for free. I liked that analogy. I wish I had a puzzle with me. I'd have dumped it out on that table just to make the point. (laughs) But if you're unsure, thank you. If you're unsure what to do, help somebody who does know what they're doing. Help somebody achieve their mission. Help me. We're on mission impossible here. Do you realize that? We've been given a mission and a vision. Our mission is to love people. Uh, love God, love people, make disciples. Okay, our vision is to see and to present to God f- these four counties discipled. Macosta, Lake, Osceola, and Nuego County. Our mission is to disciple those four counties and to reach the nations through the, the students at Ferris State University. It's impossible. It's 125,000 people soul zone and another, what, 20,000 at the university. It's impossible. I can't do it. I need all the help I can get. So if you're feeling purposeless, come and help me. If you're coming to church here, if you've been a Christian more than a few minutes, and you're coming in here wondering how I'm going to serve you, you've already started off poorly. If you've left other churches because that pastor wasn't nice to you enough or he he wasn't going out of his way enough, that's already the bad heart. I'm saying this to you in love. This is something we all need to get we should be coming in, how can I serve Pastor Chris? How can I serve the mission of Hope Church? Because it's, it's Mission Impossible time. I can't do it alone, and guess what? You don't have to be, look at me, I, I don't have any training for this, people. <laughs> this is like the one common thread amongst all of us here who serve. We have not been trained. I've never been to seminary, don't plan on going. I don't think I'll have time. Uh, Pastor Jack has been, uh, he's led ministries for as long as I've been alive, never been to seminary. You know what I mean? Rhonda has no qualifications. We're all just here. Because God doesn't, he's not looking for capable. He's looking for available. Amen? He's not looking for capable. He just wants available. And don't, you know, we've got to get a hold of, stop comparing yourself to other people. Don't compare yourself to me. Don't compare yourself to people you see on a platform or on a screen. Comparison is the thief of joy, people. Don't fall into that trap. You were wonderfully, fearfully made. One of our core values here is that we believe every member is a minister okay Ephesians 4.16 says he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is say it with me healthy and growing and full of love that's that's my whole prayer for you but it takes people who's the people around you in your life really think about this for a minute because nothing will shape your life my preaching isn't going to shape your life like the people around you will Okay if, if even though I know you guys love me and you think I'm great if I asked you to describe my last five sermons I would even I would be impressed if I could even recall one or two so how you know but if I asked you to name five people who've had an impact on your life every one of you can now begin to picture those people can't you nothing will shape your life like the people around you relationships are everything don't don't overanalyze it. Just move forward and help somebody. That's, that's my point here. And so if you are, that's all just for free. If you are feeling dry, if you are unsure of what, what's next, I just want to share three practical things. I know you already know what they are, but here are three things that we all can be doing, should be doing to ignite that flame, to, to have that, that passion rekindled, to... Have that, uh, that love life with the Lord, that relationship with the Lord that we all, I know we all want. The first one's prayer. Another one of our core values here is that we believe that without prayer, all our labor is in vain. But with God, all things are possible, right? Psalm 127. Prayer's the beginning point. It's the foundation point. That's why we've been talking about it all year long. It's where we start to know God. It's, it's and it's such an honor, such a privilege that we don't serve a statue or a, that, that it's all one way. He wants this two-way relationship with, with me. Like the, the chief of sinners, he cares enough. He wants to actually have a dialogue, not just a, not just a, a, a one-way thing. It's incredible. It's one of the most amazing things in all of creation that the God who created everything wants to, he'll spend all the time with you that you care to spend with him. He's always, always wanting more and more of an intimacy and a closeness with you, and we do that through prayer. And, you know, I know that, like, talking about prayer is almost Pastor Ron has said this this week. It's almost the surest way to like make sure that your prayer life will dry up immediately. Me preaching on the secret place all year is—it's made it so hard to pray, <laughs> you know, because the enemy knows how critical this is to your to your growth, your development, your uh, the purpose, the purposes you've been designed for. It's like God wants to share those with you. We need to get in prayer, and the minute we start talking about this, all of a sudden the distractions. The other things that are more important—all of a sudden—they're too many many to be counted. You should see me in here in the morning. I'll be like, I'll sit down, like I'm gonna—you know—I go in my office, I close the door, I'm just gonna. Lord, this is your time. And before you know what, I'm up. I got to run down here, and I remember I left a piece of trash uh, on the stage. I got to take care of that right now. And I'll get back, and then you know what? Did I leave the light on? You know, it's constant. It's absolutely constant. But I, I look at my job, <laughs> I kind of feel like my job, this is, you know, what God is showing me is that my job is to, is to help you on your journey, right? And that journey has four stops. Last week we talked about knowing God. That's step one. Finding freedom. Discovering purpose. And making a difference. This is what kingdom looks like this is what it looks like to follow Christ. This is what I want for you. This is what I want for all of us. I want us to know God. I want us to find freedom from all the garbage that we've been dragging along with us all these years. Every day I'm finding myself hung up by things that I was taught or I just have believed or maybe the church has always sort of felt a certain way. And I realize there's no, this is nothing. This isn't important. I only want to know, God, what do you think? What do you say? What does your word say? I want freedom from all of that religion. Religion, guilt, shame, I want you to find freedom from those things. Discovering your purpose, that's what we're talking about today. And then making a difference. I know that's the desire of your heart. Everybody longs for purpose. Everybody longs to make a difference, right? If you don't, raise your hand. But I'm pretty sure everybody in this room wants their life to have mattered. Wants their life to mean something, not just to them, but to someone else. I, this is, I'm preaching well today. I'm feeling strong up here. Guys, I might start shouting, and you know I never shout. So no matter what, even though today we're kind of talking about discovering purpose, I, my promise to God and to you is that from now on, everything I say to you from this pulpit is going to be filtered through this road map. The next one, number two, fasting. I hate it, don't want to do it, but it's powerful. It's powerful stuff. Acts uh, chapter 13 and 14. It shows how important this was to these men of faith we look up to, the disciples, the apostles, as they were deciding how to move forward in this thing, how to reach the... If, oh, my gosh. If I think our vision is big to reach these four counties, c- come on. They were tasked to reach the entire world. They didn't even have Wi-Fi. They didn't have air travel. I mean, so, so these guys definitely needed direction. Look what it says. It says, one day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I've called them. So after more fasting and prayer, you would think the Holy Spirit speaking to a group of people like that would be enough. After more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Paul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. That should say, this is the way. This is how Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. Incredible, and then they didn't—they um, didn't abandon that. Like that wasn't where it ended. It, in the very next chapter, we see they continue this uh, this method. When Paul and Barnabas were ready to appoint elders in the various churches, look how they did it with prayer and fasting. When you're trying to hear from God on direction or purpose of your life, fasting clears away all the clutter of this world and makes you incredibly sensitive to the things of God. When you combine prayer with fasting, you won't believe how much deeper and stronger your relationship with with God becomes. It's incredible. You remember the man who um, uh, brought his son to be healed and the disciples couldn't cast the demon out? You guys remember the story? It was like he was a little boy. His dad said, oh, he's been like this for a long time. It makes him have seizures. And sometimes it tries to kill him by throwing him in fire or into water. You know what I mean? And the disciples had tried. And, uh, and, and keep in mind, they had been ma- working miracles. They had been casting out demons uh, and healing the sick and all that. So then they say to Jesus, why could we not cast him out? And what was Jesus' answer? He said, this kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting these are guys doing miracles on the regular you know what i mean it, like everybody who was brought to them is just they're working miracles and even that wasn't enough like to build their faith they said this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting so some some answers are just not going to come without adding this to your to your um, to your walk to your life um, when Siobhan and I were, uh, I don't know, a couple years in, you know, and we were serving in the church and we were still living in Reed City and uh, had, had a good job and things were sort of coming together for us. I, I, you know, we were thinking about buying a house in Reed City and we had that sort of all lined up. We had made an offer and I think they had made a counter and we were going to sign that offer and, and buy our first house in Reed City. But... I knew how important this, these decisions were. And so I had done a three-day fast, um, which I had tried and failed several times a fast. I've told you guys this story, even though it's, maybe it's been a long time. But God had told me to fast three days. In one of those times when I said, okay, God, now what? What's next? He said, fast three days. Because he said he wanted to teach me discipline. And I tried and failed, and so I just forgot about it. Just let it go. And here I was like a year later, Asking him again, and he goes, well, uh, discipline. I said, what do you mean discipline? What do you want me to do? He said, fast three days. I'm like, oh, that's right. So uh, this time I made it, and on that third day, it was like the curtain had, was ripped down between our realm and, the, and his, and I had the most amazing time of, of, of just this dialogue with him. He told me things that day that have come to pass. He told me others that have not yet come to pass. Um, it was incredible. And one of the things he told me as I'm sitting in the van about to go take care of this offer thing, buy this house, he said, you're not going to buy that house. He said, in fact, I'm moving you to Big Rapids. You're going to get a phone call momentarily. Uh, I want you to answer and I want you to, um, uh, to go meet with this man. And that's exactly what happened. I said, okay, God, I, I, I'm trusting you. I tore the offer up and my phone rings. It's this, it's this pastor who I respected but didn't really know, and he wanted to partner together. Our whole life changed. It brought us to Big Rapids. Everything changed because I was sensitive in that moment. My spirit was in a place, because of fasting, because of prayer, where I could actually hear from the, from the Lord and make the right decision. Praise God. And number three, my favorite, worship. Still not easy. It's not always easy, is it? But we, you know, another one of our core values, our number one core value here is that we value the presence of God above all else. And this has always been a church that pursued the presence of God in, in worship. I knew that from the, from the time, the first day I walked in this place, it was a, it, they had lost their pastor and with him went his wife, who was a great drummer, uh, they had college kids that had graduated and left the worship team, and one of the singers had left to go to church with her husband in another church. So Rob's worship team, this is beginning to be a familiar story, isn't it? He had to rebuild from scratch like we're doing now, and uh, I'm, you know, I'll just say this too. I'm not, I'm actually optimistic. I'm not scared to start over, you know, without Rob. i I know God. I mean, look at the timing. Just in the last few weeks, the day my drummer tells me uh, that he's leaving, another appears. God brings a family to to replace him. And you know, today's Rob's first day off the platform. Nola did a fantastic job and is still doing a fantastic job. In fact, she was playing notes so beautiful at some points. So I'm like, I didn't tell her to do that. That's just pretty. Uh, so I'm not at all, um, I'm not worried. I'm just trusting in the Lord. I'm going to thank Him. I'm going to praise Him. And uh, it's, it's all good. It's all good. But here's the thing. We, know, we all know that God inhabits the praises of His people, right? When we gather together and we worship Him, He comes and He dwells here. He makes His home amongst us. Whew pretty intimidating for a person who's supposed to create that from scratch every week Uh, when it's hard to pray I find that praising him um, for who he is, you know, thanking him for what he's done, that can be one of the easiest ways to slide into the secret place, does that make sense, did I say that right okay, when it's hard to pray and it's hard to pray sometimes especially when things are going well but it's, it, when it's hard to pray, praising him for who he is, thanking him for what he's already done, boy, that can almost be like just slip you right through the gates into the secret place, into his presence. It's amazing. Now, here's something interesting, though. Isn't it weird? Isn't it, isn't it interesting? It's always been curious to me that God is—he wants us to be worshipers, he doesn't want, he's not looking for worship, he's looking for worshipers. I think sometimes we don't really get a hold of that. Uh, it says right here in John 23, look at the last line they're the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. He's looking for worshipers, it doesn't say he's looking for worship. Why would that be? See, God always chooses the best. He always chooses the best for us. Bill Johnson has this quote I love. It says, The Lord, in his mercy, do I have it? Good. The Lord, in his mercy, designed it for us to find our fullest expression in life, standing before him, accepted, delighted in, and ministering unto him in thanksgiving and praise. Isn't that good? The fullest expression in life is that of a worshiper. See, God always chooses the best. Everything he does, he does out of his love for us. Do we believe this? He knows that the very best that could happen is that you and I be continually transformed into the image of his son, Jesus. So if God always chooses the best and he designed us as worshipers, what's the point? The point is you always become like what you worship. You're going to worship something, you always become like what you worship. And you know what? We'll talk more about this when we have more time. I love worship, and it's, it's something I've spent my whole life trying to really get a handle on, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it. But there's nothing that he could want more for us than for us to become like him. And so with that in mind, he designed us to be worshipers. Isn't that amazing? When you combine the power of prayer and fasting and and worship in your life and you make them like a regular habit and practice you'll come to know God in a more um, intimate personal and powerful way than you've ever experienced before that's just a fact if you'll do it it will start a fire in your life that, that nothing in this world will be able to extinguish I promise you and that's the challenge. Why don't you start today? Begin to talk to him throughout the day. Even just like a quick question or a request. Do you know what I mean? Talk to him about how you're feeling. If you see someone that has a need, intercede on their behalf. Just say, Lord, you know, bless that person. Heal that person, whatever it is. I see ambulances go by. I say, Lord, be with them. Have, have no need for that ambulance. Just heal that person right now, whatever it is. You know, quick little prayers throughout the day. Begin to praise him throughout the day as well. A little thing here and there. God, your creation is amazing. You are so you are so awesome. I can't believe you, you did all this for us. It's it's you know you're so good. Just thank him for for the little things. That's that's praise. It just develops a lifestyle of prayer and praise. Start a practice of fasting each week. It doesn't have to be extended forty day fasts. Do you know what I mean? You could just if you skip a meal. And you, and you do it unto the Lord. You give that time to him. That's fasting. That brings you closer to him. When, you, when there's something you want to do, but instead you set that aside and you give that time to him, that's fasting. Me skipping breakfast every day, that's not fasting. I don't, I don't need breakfast in the morning. So that's not, I don't get to count that. I don't get the king's fast of like, you know, oh, I was sleeping, that's fasting. <laughs> I wish. Uh, but yeah, you know, try skipping a meal. Try, you know, maybe set aside one day a, a week or a month um, to where that's, you're going to honor that every, every time this is going to be my habit of, of, of fasting. Um, just remember, if you're feeling dry this morning, the best stuff to start a fire with is the dry stuff. All right? And dry bones can become an army. Why don't you guys stand and pray with me? Jesus. Mm. Father, you are good. Father, you're good, and I want to, I want to be closer with you because I want to be more like you. So, Father, I I just pray right now your anointing would begin to flow, that your anointing would begin to fall, that your presence would begin to just paint us just paint us with your Holy Spirit this morning, Father. I want to wear your Holy Spirit everywhere I go. I want, to, I want to feel not just know, but feel that you're near me all throughout my day. And I pray that for every single person who hears this message. Father, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would envelop them, that they would be walking like hand in hand with the Spirit throughout their day, that, that prayer would flow that, that thanksgiving and praise would flow that when we fast it would be uh, there would be power there there would be intimacy there would be uh, life changing direction and so father, I, I just can see like blocks lighted blocks to step on as it goes out in front of us, Father, help us to see which steps to take, which to avoid father we we know you want the best for us, and the best for us is that we continually be more and more like you so father help us to see the way you see help us to see ourselves father the way you see us sin separates but we're not your resurrection is our resurrection your mind is our mind we've been renewed help us to see ourselves the way we really are the way you see us help us to see others the way you see them help us to love ourselves and to love others the way you do father because we want to be just like you Thank you for caring enough to let us be grafted into your family. In your precious name, Father, amen. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. I really hope that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, why not subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review? It really does help. Thanks, and have a blessed week.